0: I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Today, we're pulling one of our favorite episodes from the archives because we believe some stories need to be heard more than once. Enjoy. Many people know the Florida economy is built on small family-owned businesses. The greater Sarasota area is no different. Drive around town and you'll see all the mom and pop stores that offer products and services from A to Z. However, there is one amazing cake business that has been a mainstay in Sarasota and now the next generation is coming on strong to put their mark on what their father started over 25 years ago. Hi, I'm Bob Williams and I believe to better know the town you live in, it is a must to hear What our neighbors are saying to hear their stories in fact that's why i created the sarasota stories podcast i started it so you dear listener could get connected just a little bit deeper in this wonderful community we call home in each episode i interview anyone i believe is doing great work and impacting our town in a positive way so you'll hear from authors and artists entrepreneurs civic leaders and others share how they chose their profession what they're working on now and what their plans are for the future Today, my guests are brother and sister team Nathan and Sarah Zamet of Cakes by Ron. Their father started this Sarasota bakery, but now they are taking the lead to build their family business for the future. In today's episode, you'll learn why their father, Ron, decided to change professions from being a cobbler to a master cake maker. What it was like growing up in the family business for the brother and sister team. Why they changed their opinions towards, quote, working for dad, end quote how their business skills complement each other, where they hope to take Cakes by Ron in the future, and much, much more. Thank you for joining us today, and it is my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. Nathan and Laura Zamet of Cakes by Ron, welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thank you you. Excited to be here. Oh, this is great. It's the first time I've ever had two people on the show at one time, so this is a new one for me, so this is going to be a lot of fun today. Double the fun, (laughs) double the fun, double the fun. Well, uh, just for my listening audience cakes by Ron, I have been to many times and they actually did the cake for my youngest daughter's wedding a couple of years ago. So I do have a real connection with this, uh, this company. And so I'm glad to have the next generation of Cakes by Ron coming on, and they're going to share a lot with us about what they do, how they do it, and uh it's going to be a lot of fun today. So could you give us, I guess, in, in broad strokes, the background of the company that your father started nearly 40 years ago? You want to take this
1: one let me do it? I'm going to
2: let you take this one. <laughs>
0: okay. So Ron, you know, Ron Zamet, the famous, infamous,
1: almost mysterious Ron Zammett, he's just he just seems to kind of always be out of the picture when people come to shop. People ask if he's if he exists, if he's real. Um, he is a real person. If you've never seen him, if you've been to the shop a bunch of times, um, but he started out as a shoe cobbler. Um, his parents were uh, were shoe cobblers. But if that's such an old school job, I don't know if people know what that means. It's it's a uh, you know they fix shoes, belts, purses, leather work, and kind stuff like that. But he's always been you know creative and worked with his hands. He's always been like you know, meticulous with his craft, and he just kind of had that creative bone as a child. and uh, he started doing cakes as hobbies for family and friends and um, eventually started you know those families and friends people would uh, <laughs> they would recommend him to do other people's stuff and so he started charging for those ones. and then he was making more money doing uh, cakes than he was doing shoes. and then after a few years of just doing it out of our house and running the shoe repair shop, he just came home one day and kind of told my mom, he's like, I think I'm going to do it. I think we're going to open up a cake shop. And, you know, everyone, you know, was like, that's a bad idea. How could someone uh, survive, you know, with right. just cakes? You know, all you're making is just cake. You know, his mentality was, well, there's pizza places that sell just pizza. There's <laughs> burger places that sell just burgers. Like, why wouldn't a cake shop that sells just cake work? You know, now there's a cupcake shop you know, in every major city, on every corner. And, you know, and it's, it's not... It's not uncommon anymore. Back then, he was the first custom shop in Sarasota. It was either wow. the grocery store or people's grandmas that made cakes. Sure. So for him, it was a big risk to do that. You know, So I felt like even even having the platform we have today, being the, like the pioneer back then to kind of uh, pave the way for other cake shops to kind of be like, oh, well, they're doing it. If they can do it, I can do it. So I feel like that's a cool history that we were the first custom cake shop. In this area, and uh, I don't, I don't really know. I haven't done any research on like uh, stuff outside of Sarasota, you know, Tampa area to see who else was here first. But there's, there's, I'm sure there might have been other people, but you know, to be able to be here and then to see what Sarasota's turned into as far as like this extreme yeah. wedding destination place, is almost you know right place, right time to kind of you know plant roots, and uh it's just been doing it for for years. And we've both grown up in the industry, so we've seen every every design you could imagine from the, the staircases and the fountains and the people on top and the the the, the trends have come and gone so rapidly um, it's fun to to kind of keep up and to keep learning um, all the new all the new tricks. And um, that's the best part about the cake shop is that it's never it's never it's ever boring. Everybody's really? cake is different. There's nothing
0: the same about anything and it's yep. cool to learn all the time. So, so I have to ask. I assume you guys went to high school here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you grow up, and your dad is the cake maker. Now, typically, mm-hmm. people want their dads to be, you know, a tough dude or right. You know, yeah. play, right, right. You know, but your dad is a baker. So, how was what was it like growing up, up with your dad, kind of having that notoriety? But what you, how I guess, how would you look at the I business back then? I don't think we knew. Uh, I don't
1: think we knew what it was back then. Mm-hmm. I think that we just knew that our dad owned a business. And to us, like, if, I don't know, and maybe here's a different story. But like in my head, it was, um, I don't know, my dad just owns a business. And I thought, ev- and then because I thought we grew up, I thought, I thought everybody's dad just worked for themselves. <laughs> I just assumed that if you're, if they, even if they were a doctor or whatever, they would just, they didn't have a boss. They just worked right. for themselves. And so I think that even that uh, image of like a father and a leader of a business owner, like, I think that really implanted in us that like, oh, I don't have to work for anybody. I don't have to follow the rules of like, you know, whatever. And then I think even having him as a dad um, and having him at the cake shop and having access to, you know, the ovens and the flour and the chocolate chips pushed me to even in through all the way through high school, I sold cookies to like my teachers and my classmates and everyone that was around me. I would bring cookie sandwiches to school cool. and you know, I was, I was making money in high school and, you know, I just... I just assumed that everybody had access to whatever their dad did. And it was weird because there was a time through high school where I was, uh, I was enjoying the fact that I had access that I could make money the way he made money. But then kind of growing up and a little out of high school, I got to a point where I was like, Oh, I can't just work at the cake shop. I'm like, that felt like a cop out job. And I was like, you know, I only got the position because it's what my dad does. And I knew the owner. So he gave me the job. Um, so I think both of us, my sister and myself got to a point where we're like, well, we don't want to work for the family business because, you know, we're, we're better than, you know, this lowly cake show. Because back in the, the early 2000s and 1990s, sure. 2000s, it was tough. The, cake, the cake position wasn't, uh, wasn't the rock star job it is today. Now you look at every, every TV channel has some kind of cake competition. Animal yeah, Planet probably has yeah. something, Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah. Every other new show on Netflix is cake something. So now it's like, wow, it's a rock star job. And, you know, yeah. I'm glad I came back to suck with it. And, but we left thinking, you know, we'll, we'll make it on our own. We'll do something else. But something drew us back. And I think just being, uh, being able to carry on the legacy of what my dad or our dad has started is, I think it's a really, uh,
0: prideful point for us being able yeah. to, to, to carry that on our shoulders. Well, 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 Laura, what was it like for you then growing up? What, I mean, what was your perspective?
2: Um, I think that as we grew up, because, we grew up in church, right? So we were a Christian household. So we would have a lot of families over for Sunday dinners and stuff like that. And I just, in my head, it was always, we're not going to make the food. We're just like, we're always the dessert people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like any event, it's like, yeah, I got you. I'll make cookies or I'll make a cheesecake uh-huh. or I'll do this. So I feel like that was kind of the mentality of you guys are the dessert people. And I felt like that was, it was a sense of Pride too, because it's like Good our like our product, you know, is at every meal. It's like what people get to finish up the meal with, you know what I mean? It's like that something sweet. Um, But yeah, I always thought it was really cool. I remember growing up and we would literally go on deliveries, wedding cake deliveries with my mom, and my dad. And there was a point where the trend was, we call them monster cakes. And it was like the bottom of the cake had these like I think it was like five little eight inch cakes in a big circle. And then you layer a cake on top of it. And then each has like a separator. And so when you get to the very top of the cake, it's like this little five inch cake. And my mom would actually let us carry that in. And people would look at us. They're like, you're crazy. Like you're letting those kids deliver those cakes. They're just, they're just kids. They don't know. Right? It's like, we're professionals. Like at a young age, you know, like it was a sense of responsibility of like, all right, when you finally reach this age, You get to carry one of the cakes in.
1: It's funny (laughs) your perspective on like the desserts, how we're like, how you're like, well, we're the dessert people we will bring desserts. But to me, that felt like they just wanted something for free because I was like, (laughs) that's our family business. So when someone was like, Hey, can you bring desserts? I was like, I got your brother. I would stop at Publix and pick up cupcakes (laughs) and bring them to birthday parties. That's like, that's how my family makes money. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not trying to
0: give away stuff for free. It's true. That's funny. That is funny. Well, I was, uh, truth be told, I do not remember much how good the cake t- tasted at my daughter's wedding, but I do remember your cupcakes and they are killer.
1: Do oh, love your, your
0: cupcakes. So you guys put out a tremendous product. So when did you guys start working for the business? About what age? Well, you just grew up in it, right? Yeah. And so it's been
1: uh, on and off um, all the way probably through high school because we had yeah. other jobs. I mean, I worked at Chick-fil-A for a while when I was a kid and I was a camp counselor and then, you know, I worked a bunch of jobs, but it's, it's, you know, when, I mean, because you work worked for family business, you know, that there isn't always work for the kids, right? you know, you know being younger, like we weren't skilled, you know, well, we spend a lot of time, you know, honing our, our skills to be what they are now. But when you're younger, you're just, you're just the kids. I mean, after sure, the sure. dishes are washed, after the floors are swept, you know, after the boxes are all folded, there's not much more that we could do. Uh, so, uh, what was I saying? The, uh, uh, you said when we started as kids, so back, we've been kind of, uh, back and forth, back and forth, but it wasn't until probably five years ago that yeah, both about. of us were working. You know, we've both had different careers. We weren't in the, the bakery business. We weren't doing wedding industry stuff at all. Right. And, um, I just, we were both just kind of unhappy with the jobs that we had. It was and
2: bizarre because it literally happened at the same time. Right. And there was no communication between the two of us, but it was like, something inside of us was like, we need to go, like, this is the time, you know, like this is the time to come
1: back. There was a couple of people working uh, at the cake shop at the time. And from the outside perspective, I was like, I could do better than what they're doing. And I know I could, I could do better than what they're doing. And, and then, but I'm like, well, it's not my business. It's my dad's shop. I'm doing fine. I have my own career. I'm making decent money. But there was something that was like drawing me back to the family business it's almost like in Jumanji when like you hear the drums and it's like, it's like, call, it's like calling you back Truth. to it. And you're like, right, I, gotta, right. I have this, this itch to right. go back. And this something about right. this place is like this, this magic hold on my soul. And I'm like, I, I have to, I, I at least have to find out what that is. And even if, you know, after a few months, I'm like, it was a, you know, it was a fluke. It wasn't really for me. I can go find a career somewhere else. Right. But we came back. I just, I fell back in love with the, the way that I could make something out of nothing. Cool. You know, my, my previous job was, I was, I would sell floors and I, I've always been, you know, I was, I've always been creative. I've always been to go to the colors and palettes and textures and design. And I thought I could use that to help people with like interior design, which for a while it was fun because I got to learn, you know, a whole different, you know, textile and learn how to like help people lay floors in certain patterns and make things fun. But after a while, like, you know, this was, you know, two thousand. Maybe like 2012, hmm. it was everything was brown. So, so we went from brown to gray. So, back then it was like I don't know how if like how long you've been in this area, but you've seen like walls and cabinets go from tan carpets, tan floors, tan walls, yes, 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 tan yes. cabinets to yes. it, it transitioned to light gray. So, then it was like light gray cabinets, light gray walls, light gray carpet, and everybody wanted the exact same thing. They walk in and be like, I've got the best idea, subway tile. <laughs> and I was like, Everybody does it. Everybody did subway tile backsplash. Everybody did gray walls. Everybody did gray carpet, and every day felt the, the same. And I was like, I feel this mundane lifestyle is boring, and I can't stand it. And you know, because I was good at customer service, and I was you know, I was doing well. I was uh, I was selling a, a ton of floors, but I was like, if I can do this here for something that I'm not even passionate about, what could I do at Big yeah. Shop? So right. I kind of challenged myself. I'm like, well, I'm. Going to take what I've learned over the last few years and sales and just transition that to selling a product that I actually like. Well, and I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that drive and that passion was what drew me back to the shop because, you know, we, I mean, I don't know, do we talk numbers on here? I mean, we've taken the business from, you know, semi profitable, but when my dad had it to, you know, last year, you know, we hit almost a million dollars
0: in in sales. And it's, it's, it's only been, it's only been, uh, from one like, from one location order. from one location yeah. that, that that's quite an accomplishment. Well so so what are the two of you guys so you you both have different roles within the company. Laura what what do you mm-hmm. focus on?
2: Um I do so my main job is I do all the cookies. So any like custom sugar cookie decorated orders that's all on me. Um and I do like we have cookies when you come into our storefront, you know, you can buy cookies and cupcakes, cake slices and stuff. Um so my main focus is getting cookie sandwiches and stuff done. And then I've recently kind of also started making like little dessert cakes that we sell in the front as well. Um, obviously not quite talented enough yet to do like the decorated stuff, but um, you know, working,
1: she's being modest. I mean, she, she really does have the talent to do it. And, you know, I think what's, what's happening is because she's so good at being organized and administrative, that's the role that she kind of carries with her the most. I don't have that in me at all.
2: God bless him. I'm, he does not have I an don't. organization bone and in his body. No, I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm the, the, the crazy thinker, the vision, the, the pushing us farther. And without her holding us back, I would have spent all our money. I
0: would yeah. have opened up yeah. you know,
1: multiple locations and food trucks and, and well, you stuff. Need,
0: and you certainly need both, obviously, yeah. in any organization, any, any small organization. And you know, we, 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 ha- we hate to use stereotypes, but as a rule – I mean, I have three daughters – Right. And two out of the three are very, uh, yeah, two of the three are very organized and much more geared towards administration. And I have one blue sky daughter. Juana. She's a she's a whole lot like me. So it's just like my little podcast here. I have to have somebody who watches over the administration and the books as well. So because, uh, you know, your mind, your mind can run. Your, your mind can run wild. So, so, so it is now, Laura, you talk about the, the cookies and the cakes, the, the smaller cakes mm-hmm. that you're doing want to, is that a significant, and we, we, we don't really talk numbers here because that tick your dad off, but, uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> he probably wouldn't
2: a, know anyway. <laughs> is,
0: is that a, is that a, uh, is that a significant part of your business or it, are the wedding cakes and the specialty cakes want to, is that the big chunk of the business?
2: So obviously during the season, uh, the specialty cakes, like the, you know, birthday cakes and wedding cakes, that's where most of our profit comes from is because those are, you know, they're super customized and you, know, sure. you get to work with people on stuff. Um, but really it just depends. Cause when you're out of season, which it feels like we always used to say, Oh, you have like wedding season, but as of lately, it just feels like all year, it's just wedding season now because of COVID and, yep. you know, reschedulation, reschedulations, that's yeah, not a word. It's a good word. Postponements.
0: Reschedul-
2: <laughs> yeah. Reschedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just feels like every day and every week and every year is just, just constantly a season. Um, but we do sell a lot of those little cakes out front because mm. they're the perfect size for maybe somebody who says, oh shoot, I forgot it was my boyfriend's birthday or, oh shoot, I forgot my kids needed, you know, something to take to school today. And I feel like it's nice to have those kind of things. Um, so we do make, you know, they sell quite often. We sell probably cool. 10 or 12 of them a week.
0: So so as far as, so then as far as orders, you have people that order, you know, the, the large orders, I mean, like like a, a big wedding cake or whatever. But then do you do a lot of, say, mail order in the cupcakes or is it walk-in business or how do you sell the other items in your bakery, I guess?
2: Yeah, we have a, a display case in the front. Um, so when people can – they can walk in, uh, you know, any given time and they can purchase, you know, between one cupcake if they're like, hey, having a bad day, thought a cupcake would cheer me up. Uh, so, you know, they can come and buy one or if they, like I said, forgot, oh, I need to get cupcakes for my kid's class. Right. Say there's a dozen, two dozen kids in the class that can come and grab yep. that too. Um, so we do definitely have both sides. So someone who wants more customization, you know, we're typically about a 10-day – to two week lead time for stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we've got anything in between, day of and two months out.
0: Well, I will say, and I'm on your website right now, and I encourage you listeners to go to cakesbyron.com. There's some extraordinary examples of the work that they do there. And when I say extraordinary, I say real works of art. Oh, and thank you. uh that yeah, that 35, 40 years plus of expertise by your dad really shows through there. that's pretty incredible. So uh, Nathan, you're the creative guy and you're coming up with new flavors, but what is your day-to-day job, I guess at the, uh, at the bakery? Oh, probably just making people upset. I, mean, it's
1: just, <laughs> I feel like because I'm, I'm, I'm so like, I don't, I feel like I've self-diagnosed myself with ADHD. And I feel like because I have it's all that ideas sugar. are just, it runs. That's probably what it is. I feel like because like my ideas are flowing constantly, I start a million projects a day, Yeah. and I feel like everyone's following behind me. They're like, "Where are the scissors? Where is this? Didn't this is here? Why is all this? Why are all these cupcake papers laying out?" Because mm-hmm. I feel like I start projects and I just move constantly all day long.
0: It's true. And
1: um, they're. I mean, I'm not saying they're cleaning up after me, but they're like, "Why is this up? Why don't we put this back?" <laughs> it's it's a running joke at this point. Um, I don't know if you guys have have TikTok at all, uh, but we have a, a cake murder on TikTok, and oh, do you? I make uh-huh. fun of myself, yeah, I make fun of myself a lot, and it's funnier than you know that it's true. That's it's not just like a parody That's thing. That's right. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so my day to day, I do the baking, um, the, the baking for the wedding cakes, the cupcakes, um, all of the party cakes. Um, so I get you know I get there pretty early in the morning, and I try to get that knocked out, and I decorate all the cupcakes for all the custom orders and uh, the 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 stuff for the bakery case and um, and then I do you know designer Lord design is that too so we sit with brides you know all week long we have appointments where we we have consultations and we we do tastings and we schedule, right. you know design concepts to to take care of our, our clients and you know and then there's there's the in between stuff where it's just you know managing the the rest of the staff to make sure the stuff is running smoothly and you know ordering supplies but the, the bulk
0: of my time is is baking and decorating so, so what's the cycle time if I come in tomorrow, Monday, and we start looking at, you know, what you can do and time frame. What's a typical scenario for cakes for a wedding cake?
1: Oh, so for a wedding cake, I would, I would uh, absolutely urge anybody looking for a wedding cake to give yourself at least three to four months out. Oh, wow. And, and I would recommend even longer than that for any kind of other vendor. Because, you know, the thing with us, because we, we can do, 15, 30 wedding cakes in a weekend. We're not as limited, but if it's like a photographer or a DJ, who's one person, they're booked out years ahead of time. because yep. they can only do one event a day. Um, but for us, we're about three months out for wedding cakes. Any kind of smaller custom party cake, it's about two to three weeks out. Um, and the, but the, you know, the longer we're in business, the the longer that wait time gets. And, you know, it's, you know, sometimes like we talked about, we're in season right now and we're not taking any orders, cookies, cupcakes, dessert cakes, anything till what the end of April. Yeah, yeah, just about I mean, it's it's booked up and you know, and the reason we do that is, you know, not just so much for our sanity, but for the quality of the product. I mean, could we stay for a couple of hours, you know, maybe to make things to make more product, but am I gonna be happy with how it turned of out? Of course, no. right. And
0: so right. it's and not, you it's have not a more. and you have a life outside the business too. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we try to anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean you work for family. Did you really
0: have a life outside the business? Well, we we were we were big enough that we we could, we could do some of that. I mean, yeah. at at your level. Now, and likewise my wife, she came from a small family-owned business. Maybe 50 yeah. employees. Okay. But um when when you're at your size, I mean, unless you really have great margins and you have massive cash flow that you can, you know, hire a lot of extra staff and some businesses can do that, then you have to do a lot of the double and triple jobs that, uh, other companies don't. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very understandable. but it's, it's a trade-off, right? This is what you choose mm-hmm. because if not, right. then, then you, you're back to what you were sharing earlier, working for a florist or interior designer or something. And you, you really, you're not necessarily in control of your time or your right. efforts or your, or the creativity aspect of it. So what, mm-hmm. so what do you, so what do you guys say? So, so is it just the three of you then at the shop? No, no, we have about 10 employees.
1: Um, oh, Okay you know, we're looking for more people. So if who's yeah, <laughs> 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 looking for a job and a fun, yeah, vacation. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay. <laughs>
1: so, but yeah, so there's, there's, yeah, there's 10 of us. There's uh we have, you know, drivers and deliverers and we have, uh you know, a bunch of decorators and a few different people that kind of run the front of the shop, you know, answer phones, take care of customers. But yeah, so we don't, we're not, I mean, you know, for the longest time, it was just my dad. My dad was, you know, the chief cook and the bottle wow. washer. He, wow. he did everything by himself. And I think that was where it was limited because I was like, you know, how many times do you answer the phone during the day to take a new order if you're trying to get the orders for the day out? And, you know, we just, I think my sister and I came in seeing that, you know, because we didn't have any like real world like career experience. So we just assumed the way my dad ran business was the way you run a business. Right. And, you know, working for like actual corporate companies taught us a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't regret my time there because I feel like I learned so much from like companies I worked for, and I just was able to take the knowledge I learned and incorporate it into like what I was actually passionate about, and yeah. it just made a, a wild change.
0: Laura, Laura, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're, you're a little bit too quiet here. I'm gonna ask you a little tougher <laughs> question, okay? okay? Oh
2: gosh, okay, <laughs> since, I read I'm ready. Since,
0: since she's the organized one and really thinks through things. How do you, in your way, in in your mind, how well do you think you guys deal with with disagreements? Because this is a family, you know, you have that part of a, you have that part, and then you also have a business. So you guys are going to have to deal with things that, you know, you may not necessarily uh, all see eye to eye on. Sure.
2: Um, I think what it comes down to is like, at the end of the day, like me and Nathan are best friends, right? So we always, we haven't. Yeah. I mean, we have another (laughs) sister, right? And like, but you know, when you have siblings, like, I don't know if you have any siblings, but you know, you gravitate towards one more than the other. And like, we love our sister and you know, she's helped us out through some things and stuff. And it's just, I feel like because we're, we were very like-minded in the way, but we're complete opposite. If that makes sense, me and Nathan, it's just like, he's very much, we're very like yin and yang, but somehow it all works. And um, I feel like because we are, Such good friends. And I mean, truly and honestly, this is a side note, but we see each other all day long at work, eight plus hours a day. And then it's like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? And it's like, oh, "Oh, you want to hang out outside? And if truth can be told, we actually live in the same apartment complex, literally across the hall from each other. (laughs) (laughs) So we see each other at work. That's a great story. We see each other. Yeah. And so we do a lot of things together. And so I feel like because we have a bonded friendship, and like being siblings it's at the end of the day it's you compromise you know you make you may disagree on things but at the end of the day you go this is what i say this is what you say let's go in the middle and you know compromise and figure it out and obviously it's frustrating working with your family sometimes you sure. get that <laughs> but i think because we are friends before quote unquote coworkers or co-owners right. business owners right. i think that helps a lot in making decisions and not having to feel like, well, you're always right. Or I'm always right. You know, you just meet in the middle.
0: That's very cool. Well, is that true, Nathan? But you, the, <laughs> but you on the spot now, big yeah. guy. Yeah. Yes. What do
2: you think about me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nathan's already moved on, man. He's waiting for his next creation. Yeah. Well, right. That, I think, I think that is, I think that's very cool. Yes. I was the youngest of three brothers. My father was the CEO and I had two other brothers and we, but we worked in different division. We had, we were a fairly sizable business and it is true. Um, you know, you have best each other's best interest at heart, but still, you know, your family and it can add an additional dynamic of you, where you want each other's uh, best interest at heart. You know, it can still be difficult. And I remember as a matter of fact, the university of Cincinnati has a branch called the Garing Institute and what they they only work with family-owned businesses and and uh, to work through the things like estate planning and you know how do you transfer to the next generation and that sort of jazz so 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 there are even institutions out there that recognize sometimes the complexities but what you just shared is just wonderful because in you know obviously in today's world everything is seems like it's so toxic and everybody's mad at everybody and hear a brother and sister that have this type of working relationship it's just very gratifying to hear and so I'm really glad i had you on the show
2: oh we're happy yeah well, we, could,
0: we could pretend to be toxic and then we'll get you yeah like <laughs> no 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 uh, no all i gotta do is a couple clicks and go to one of the news sites and that's all yeah right there. well listen as mean, we want go ahead please
2: well i should say i mean at the end of the day it's like we both just love what we do and we love being able to make people happy with the product that we create and it's you know, whether you're on a high and you're like, I'm celebrating something amazing. I just got this promotion. Like, you want to celebrate with? I deserve a cupcake or I deserve a cookie. And then <laughs> it's <laughs> even something as sad as like a celebration of life. You know, uh, we can make yeah, cupcakes sure. that that are just the perfect little, you know, ending to that. And and it just makes yep. people happy. And no matter what situation you're in, and I think that working together, we just want to see everybody succeed. And we just make it a fun environment. I mean, we sing all day long. We have music on. We just have fun. We laugh. We make jokes. And it's just a fun environment. I
1: think, you know, tagging on what you said, like, the type of business we do is a celebratory business. Mm. And we don't typically have, yeah, I mean, you can't Mm. please everybody. But we don't typically Mm. have, like, mean customers. Mm. And everyone comes in, has a smile on their face. I think that really helps the atmosphere of what we do. Because it's not like every morning we have to put out twenty five fires because something was wrong, or the, the floor was installed the wrong direction, or the, the installer did the wrong type of adhesive, or the dog peed on the carpet. I just felt like when I was working at the flooring <laughs> company, everything was always my fault. There was a hundred fires to put out before I could even start, you know, something new. Right? Where did we come in? I mean, the worst thing, you know, someone gets the wrong flavor of a wedding cake. I'll just make you a new cake, brother. Don't you even worry about
2: it. <laughs> Mistakes happen. We're Mistakes all
1: human, happen. right? like, you know. Yeah, indeed. With everybody coming in and smiling and happy because, you know, they're celebrating a birthday or anniversary or, or something, you know, uh, you know spectacular, it's, it's fun to be a part of their celebration. And it's a huge honor mm-hmm. that they even trust us with, like, a, such a big part of their life. You know, wedding cakes are something that, you know, hopefully that most people only get once. And that's, right. a, that's a big deal. And we've been in business for so long that, you know, we've done wedding cakes and then we've done that bride's, uh, baby shower cake and then the baby's first birthday. And now we're doing that baby's wedding cake. And then that baby's baby shower cake. And I feel like it's, you wow. know, multi-generational that we get to be a part of. And these families are, you know, choosing that's to cool. come back to us year after year after year. And, you know, that's so gratifying. And it's, it's, it's a real honor to to kind of have that kind of place in Sarasota that people enjoy
0: what you do. Well, that's, that's very cool. And I think that's a good place to, to wind up it, it, because you guys have, cause you're, cause what your father created. And now that you guys are taking on, you're really ingrained in the community here. You know, I'm an implant from the last eight years, been coming down here for 40 years from the serious, cir- from, excuse me, from the Cincinnati area. And so we had been by your shop off and on, you know, down through the years, but to see a second generation coming on again, I think is very uh, gratifying. And it's just, um, I think it's, it's so cool from the perspective that you're able to make it this long because it's not an easy business. No business is easy, particularly in today's world. So, really want to commend you guys. So, so, if, so, if people want to know more about you, where do they go?
2: Well, we have a couple of different outlets. Yeah. So we have obviously our main website, uh, cakesbyron.com. Uh, we also have Instagram, which is uh, cakesbyronsrq. We've got our Facebook page, which is obviously just cakesbyron. Um, we've got a TikTok page, which is Ron's Cakes, and okay. uh, you know, stop by any And you know, we we like to have a lot of fun on our Instagram pages and our cool. TikTok pages, so we just have fun and make
1: jokes. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, you bet. Is the Cincinnati chili stuff like all let uh, cracked up to be? I've never had it with like the cheese and the chili <laughs> and the spaghetti. And what's your what is it, is it better on a hot dog
0: or <laughs> what? do you? We were we as were first timer. To- we were going to end so well. <laughs> uh, I have to done the chili. <laughs> uh there's several chilies there. There's Skyline chili, there's Gold Star chili, and then there was there's was a third one right in a subdivision uh, or a uh, a uh, yeah, a neighborhood of Cincinnati called uh Blue Ash chili. Okay. Blue Ash chili is the best cuz it's more like you guys. A little more goes into it. Okay. Hmm. But and I, I, I hope I'm, this is not going to be picked up at Cincinnati, but, you know, <laughs> they, they're really good after about yeah. eight or nine drinks. I bet. So that's, that's kind of like what the consensus no, is. No, it's I've killer. So it, it's, it's not killer. like breakfast, right after breakfast.
1: No, like, it's a, it's a nice, no, no. nice Sunday afternoon lunch to go get some chili yeah. and tacos and pasta.
0: Trust me. I was a gold star. I was a gold star chili. And I loved, you know, the uh, – you know, the hot dogs with the chili and the cheese okay. on top. And you know, boy, it was it was incredibly good. However, a, a constant <laughs> supply of that—it's probably like a constant supply of cupcakes, you know. Just, you, can't, you can't live on this stuff, but it's really good yeah. for us. For, yeah. It, I guess it's pretty good for a celebration too. So, anyway, yeah, so
1: well, I we really appreciate you having us on. Hey, and, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, a, it's my great pleasure. Part of this, my pleasure. Right. I have all the links in the episode and whatnot, and back links, and so we'll, we'll get as many people as we can to you. So, listen, it's a pleasure having you on. Let's do it again in the future.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so you
0: too. Alrighty. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.